And everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast with me, Tom Pipkin, my co-host, Tom Walker. And we are back for another week to look through the English Premier League and Football League fixtures, picking out our betting highlights. How are you, Tom? Ready for a profitable weekend? Yes, I am, mate. A um, couple of uh, disappointing weekends, I think it's fair to say, back-to-back, falling at the final hurdle as we spread the treble out a little bit. So I'm chomping at the bit to, to get one over the line. Yeah, absolutely. I've been very unlucky with the, with the bomb-proof trebles. Um, we'll recap last week's one um, later on in the show and give you this week's one. But it's pretty much um, business as usual for the rest of the pod this week. So we'll go through the Premier League, picking out our best bets. Then we'll go through the Championship, League One and League Two. Um, we'll get straight into it then with uh, Saturday, 12.30. It's a corker. It's Aston Villa against Brighton. Um, I personally am undecided as to which way this will go, but I think it's going to be very entertaining in terms of of goals and action. Um, Aston Villa have had over 2.5 goals in 12 of the last 13 games, and Brighton haven't kept a clean sheet for um, 10 consecutive games. Both teams to score in nine of their last 10 games. I think it's kind of gone under the radar how defensively uh, not so great Brighton have been. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, yeah, I look at this game and first thing that I kind of think about is how unreliable Aston Villa are. They have been both scintillating and awful, haven't they, this yeah. season? So, yeah, uh, any game with uh, Aston Villa... Uh, in it kind of puts me off almost automatically, to be honest. Um, I personally like over 2.5 and both teams to score. Yes, it's 1.61. It's short, but yeah, those stats kind of of, uh, lend into that. So it should be short, I guess. Um, We'll move on from this particular game then and we'll go into the three o'clock. We've got a lot of three o'clocks this week, which is quite nice. There's uh, six three o'clock kickoffs. We'll get started with Bournemouth against Arsenal. Anything that that you fancy in this particular game? Um, I think Arsenal, uh, but at 1.5, it's it's pretty tight. Uh, I think they're playing Bournemouth at a really good time. I think Bournemouth are a team that we can expect to survive pretty comfortably, uh, Mm. to be honest with you. But um, yeah, they're, they're not really firing on all cylinders right now. I think that's fair to say. I think they'll come good, but Arsenal at 1.5 should come in, even though it's a little tight. Yep, Uh, Everton-Luton, nothing in this particular game for me. I hope Luton lose it. Uh, I've really got a bee in my bonnet about Luton over the last week. Um, They let me down for, I think it was a five-fold on Saturday last week, uh, where they failed to beat Wolves. Just needed them to get the win. Didn't get it. Mm. Uh, And then again in midweek, they let me down... (laughs) For a, for a fourfold in the EFL trophy because they lost to Exeter. So mm. I'm not very happy with Luton right now. Um, letting me down left and right. So I hope they get thumped this weekend. I uh, I backed Exeter. Did um, you? It, yeah, it lost in, uh, I had it in a, in a treble that ended up losing. But uh, yeah, I had that as a winning leg. Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, Everton to win and both teams to score here is 3.75. I think that's a really good price. Uh, you know, clearly something has clicked to Everton and I don't think it is going to be enough, you know, to start 
considering them to be anything other than relegation fodder still. But clearly, you know, the confidence is high there. Uh, I think they're going to have to come out and attack Luton. And I think Luton have shown that they are capable of nicking a goal. Carter Morris already has three this season, although two are penalties. Um, I think they'll be able to, to nab a goal on the on the break. I'm kind of visualising Amari Bell arriving at the uh, back stick from left wing back to, to tuck home and, yeah, ultimately lose the game. Though Everton and both teams to score is 3.75. Okay, uh, Manu against Palace. Um, these two met in the EFL Trophy in midweek. Manu running out comfortable 3 0 winners. I expect, although those were rotated sides in midweek, uh, for me, another short price, Manu 1.55. I think they'll get a win again. Um, just not seen anything from Palace so far this season, especially away from home, that, that makes me think they're going to get anything here at Old Trafford, having lost in midweek. Um, previously losing 3-1 away at Villa, uh, drawing to Brentford. I, I just think their their results recently in the Premier League haven't been great. So, um, yeah, Man, you should get a comfortable win again, I think, for me. Yeah. Um, I think Palace have been a little bit better than their results suggest, personally. Uh, I think, you know, I heard on the on uh, a podcast that Eze, um, has has been underwhelming so far this season. And I think that's just kind of lazy because he's not put up mm. many stats. I actually think he's he's had a really solid start to the season and us and Edouard um, has, has obviously been in the goals early on. Uh, 1.8 is both teams to score. I'm not convinced that this United team is fixed off the back of a Carabao Cup win. Uh, if you wanted to go Man U to win and both teams to score, it's 3.25. I can definitely see Palace getting on the score sheet. They're a team that play really well when the pressure is off and teams come at them. Yep. Okay. Um, up next then, short price City, isn't it, in the Premier League hmm. this week? Uh, Newcastle at home to Burnley. Newcastle priced at 1.33. Again, another home side I expect to get the victory. Will be no surprise if they do so. They've really hit a good patch of form, haven't they, Newcastle, after a sluggish start? Um, yeah. Creditable 0-0 away in the Champions League at AC Milan. Followed up with that 8-0 demolition last weekend of Sheffield United. And then in midweek, knocking out Manchester City from the uh, Carabao Cup. So three clean sheets in a row, three excellent results in a row. And it'd be a big surprise if they didn't get a, a win at home to Burnley. Yeah, uh, just as I said that, Newcastle might struggle and only win one or two nil against Sheffield United coming off the their first kind of midweek European adventure for a while. They went and clapped them eight nil and then beat Man City. So, yeah, I'm not in a position to comment on Newcastle right now. I did read um, that Burnley have really been struggling from set pieces uh, so far this mm. season. Four goals conceded from set pieces already, um, and obviously with Trippier. On set-piece delivery for Newcastle, it may be worth having a little tickle at the Trippier assist market, potentially. Don't have the price to hand, but with Burnley being vulnerable uh, and Newcastle, that being a particular strength of their set-pieces, that might be something where we could get a little bit more uh, value from. Yeah, that's a good point. When you really think about it, Burnley are quite a small team, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Lots of small technical players. So, Especially yeah, if you think uh... Newcastle are going to have, like, you know, your... Dan Burns, big Dan Burn, Botmans, you know, they, tall players um, yeah. attacking these set pieces against these smaller Burnley players. So mm -hmm. uh, that could be something. 
Uh, anyway, yep. we'll move on to Sheffield United, who we spoke about just briefly. They lost 8-0 last weekend to Newcastle. They play West Ham away from home this weekend. Surely it will not get uh, as bad as last week, but I could see them being on the wrong end of a, of a result again. 1.45 for the Hammers to get the win at home. Yeah, they're not going to get you know completely <laughs> hammered like last time. I think... Uh... You know, a loss is on the cards, but surely they're going to go there to to try and stay in the game um, as long as they can. Off the, I think that's the only thing you can do off the back of such a heavy uh, loss. But West Ham to to win pretty comfortably. Yeah, I was trying to scour the internet for as long as I could be bothered, just trying to find statistics on if a team has a really heavy defeat, what's the follow up game? You know, do they? tend to really keep it tight and still lose or do they turn it around or, you know I just I was really curious to see what some statistics were following on from a, a really bad defeat couldn't find any uh, unfortunately so yeah um, I do think they'll lose anyway regardless um, yeah final three o'clock final short price Wolves away at, Wolves sorry Wolves at home to Man City City 1.33 for the victory uh Again, it'd be a coupon buster if City didn't get the win, but they're they're pretty unbackable for me at that short price. Yeah, completely unbackable, uh, Man City to win. No bets that I could find uh, were worth uh, the profit chaser's time, to be honest with you. Uh, Okay, Um, on to what should again be a corker in the afternoon kickoff. So Tottenham at home to Liverpool. Uh, Outright, we've got Spurs at 2.9. The draw at 4.0 and Liverpool at 2.15. I don't know about you, but I could see us going a similar way that the North London derby went last week, which was um, very profitable for uh, people who listen to our podcast. If you backed our Mm. score tips, because you threw out two all um, as a tip. (laughs) So uh, well done to you. Thanks. Um, Yeah, I could see another entertaining game here. Tottenham have scored at least two goals in every game so far this season in the league. Uh, And Liverpool, again, also doing very, very well across all competitions. Uh, Not lost all season, dropped just uh, two points across the Premier League season. So I think we'll get goals. Um, Over 2.5 goals on both teams to score is 1.57. I think both teams will start fast. I like the look of both teams to score in the first half. That's 3.25. It came in last weekend. I could see it again. Um, but yeah, mm. I think maybe goals angles for me is the way to go here. Yeah, goals angle for me as well. Uh, and yeah, Tom, you, you set me up brilliantly, to be honest with you, because a score draw is what I'm going to go for again. Mm. So I, I think the market that you want to go for is draw and both teams to score. So it's four point three three. Yeah, can't separate them, and you know everything you said is is absolutely spot on, and and things I had wrote down as well. Uh, two teams that definitely want to go and win the game and have the talent to do so. Uh, yeah. So yeah, four point three three. Cool. Moving into Sunday then, just the one game, um, and for us, it's uh, the big one: Nottingham Forest at home to Brentford. for Forest. The draw is 3.1 and Brentford a 2.70. I I know we're probably a bit biased, obviously, being Forest fans, but I think we're a very good price and it's an excellent opportunity for us to get something this weekend because Brentford have been 
Far from sparkling, haven't they, over the last few weeks? Uh, three losses on, on in a row across all competitions. Uh, without a clean sheet in six consecutive games, no wins in four. Um, I, could, I could see us getting something from this game. Yes, I'll be having a go because I think the price is good. We have to remember how good Forest were at home last season. But I do think uh, these two teams are in different cycles. So I think Brentford, yes, they're struggling with injuries, but no major changes over the summer. Forest have lost their talisman in Brennan Johnson and brought in quite a lot of new players. And they're in the same spot as they were last year where it took them a while to get going. The biggest difference is they are not taking complete batterings along the way. Um, they've, they've actually been really good. Uh, but, you know, a lot of those really good performances were before the, the transfer window closed, mm. uh, as Forrest was still relying on last season's uh, players. So transitional. I, I'm a bit more nervous about this one from a betting angle. Um, I, I will be having a tickle because it is a good price, but Forrest are, are still trying to figure stuff out for me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, finally, then on Monday, we've got Fulham against Chelsea. And for me, this one is a big, fat no bet because I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea, completely unpredictable, aren't they? And uh, and Fulham kind of sticking with Raul Jimenez. I mean, Tom, I'd love to go back and, and pull out where I you know, question the signing because, you know, since his injury, he's been absolutely nowhere near his... Uh, his old Wolves levels, bless him. Um, he is an absolute shadow of what he was. So, yeah, uh, Fulham can't really uh, score goals at the moment and Chelsea are unpredictable. So, let's get into the champ. Yep. Okay, right. So, kick us off then. Who would you uh, like to go for in the champ? Not I've the got both teams. League. Not the best league for me, I'm going to say, this weekend mm. in terms of betting. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I got a both teams to score to kick us off. Um, it is in the Hull Plymouth game. Uh, two teams that have been in the goals recently, that's for sure, and two teams who I think you know are better going forward than they are at the back. So Plymouth coming off that six-two, um, they have scored in every game but one so far this season. Uh, sorry, two, every game but two so far this season. Plymouth. And then Hull, Hull have scored in every single game but one so far this season. Hull are absolutely stacked, yep. by the way, up front. Have you seen their striking options? Uh, not a list. It's, it's pretty pretty amazing. So obviously they got two fan in the Hull who's yep. absolutely killing it. Um, then they signed Aaron Connolly mm-hmm. um, this summer. They got Liam Delapin. There's Jacob Greaves is, is a good goal threat. They've got Seri still young. kicking in midfield. Yeah, it's they've just signed so many Twine promising as well, as well on loan. Sorry, and they've got Scott Twine on loan as well. Scott Twine, yeah, he's another one on uh, on loan. Yeah, it's just honestly, it's it's low key, kind of full of uh, full of really uh, exciting players and a, and a couple from Turkey who I'm not going to pretend that I know <laughs> I know too much about, but uh, yeah, it's it just seems like Plymouth only know one way to go. Hollis absolutely stacked going forward. Both teams to score, unfortunately, is one point five three, which is absolutely bloody brutal. Um, 
theme of the day for me is obviously result and both teams to score. So I'm going to stick my neck out and go for Hull 3.25 to win and both teams to score. Uh, Plymouth not impressing me as much as Hull are at the moment, despite Plymouth's uh, ginormous win last time out. Yeah, just home is where the heart is, isn't it, for Plymouth, really? Uh, much better yeah. at home than, than on the road. Uh, completely yeah. agree with that one. Um, I am going to go for Leeds in the Saturday lunchtime kickoff. They're away at Southampton, uh, two relegated sides in kind of opposite trajectories at the moment because Southampton have had an absolutely torrid September. They've played four games so far this month. Uh, lost all four, conceded 12 goals, scored just two across those four games. Um, so, yeah, 30th of September, five losses out of five for me against this Leeds side who are really starting to put it together now. Um, four clean sheets on the bounce, two 3-0 wins in their last three games and a draw away at Hull. Very creditable draw, I'd say, um, in between that. So, yeah, for me, Leeds really hitting some form. Joel Perrault in amongst the goals for his new club. And Saints still struggling. No clean sheets in 26 consecutive games now. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, we are going to uh, back a team on the fringes of the playoffs in seventh. And that's Cardiff City, who have kind of low-key uh, snuck up the table. And they've got a home game against uh, Rotherham United, who, you know, uh, 23rd, but I think Rotherham have been pretty competitive at home, but they have lost four out of four um, on the road. They conceded 11 goals in that time, only managed to score two. And yeah, just the kind of away performances so far. Last last away game, a 3-0 loss to Millwall, 2-0 away at uh, Huddersfield. They lost 6-1 away at Stoke in the Carabao rotated teams. Uh, lost to Sunderland 2-1. That was probably their best performance on the road so far. Uh, lost to Stoke in the league 4-1. It, it's just not clicking for them at the moment on the road. And uh, Errol Bulut has got Cardiff playing. I didn't know anything about this guy, uh, but he's definitely got them playing. And when you know they've got Oli Tanner, uh, Josh Bowler, Ugbo and Ramsey going forward, with Ryan Wintle as well, sorry. That's pretty formidable. That's pretty decent, I think. Um, and yeah, I, I fully fancy Cardiff to go there and get a win. They're 1.7, so they're a little bit uh, a little bit slim. But I, you know, I think that might be one of the championship bankers, to be honest with you. Yeah, okay. I, I do like that one and completely agree the way you say they've low-key slipped up that table. When I looked at the standing and saw they're in seventh, I was like, bloody hell. Yeah. How have they got up there? Yeah, like, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, Norwich have had a good start. Leeds have had a decent start. <laughs> they're, they've got just as many points as they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're. Um, you know, I, I'm not to be kind of rude to Cardiff fans listening to the pod. I don't expect it to last, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, uh, good for them at the time being. We say on the pod quite a lot, don't we? That we're talking about the here and now rather than the uh, we're talking about this weekend only. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, one more in the champ for me, and uh, it's a, just a little bit of a fun one, really. I, I'd be surprised if it came in, but I'm going to chuck it out nonetheless um, because I love a trend. Um, Preston at <laughs> home to West Brom. Preston have played four times at home in the league this season. They have won all four games 2-1. Uh, 
uh, West Brom have uh, they haven't won away from home so far in the league. Uh, they have scored though in three of those four games. So yeah, could a two-one happen again? Maybe it's nine point five for it to be two-one once again for a fifth consecutive Preston home game. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair enough. And uh, Tom, I wanted to bring in something from a Twitter follower. So T underscore FB podcast. It's Rich00153. And I thought this was a bit of you. I'm not sure if you've seen this. I haven't. But he said, uh, their recent form is a bit ropey, but Norwich are a huge bogey team for Birmingham who have just one league win against the Canaries in 20 years. Tempted? Question mark. Wow. Yeah, 20 years, uh, which is absolutely wild. Uh, Uh, Those kind of long historical stats are absolutely a bit of me. Yeah, Yeah, so Norwich are 1.9, if you fancy that. They're they're the home side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Norwich, what, you look at the form, three losses in a row, uh, one in the cup to Fulham, fair enough, they're a Premier League side. That hammering you mentioned away at Plymouth, that's pretty unforgivable. Um, but the game yeah. against Leicester before that, they lost 2-0. But by all accounts, from from listening to that game and commentary on it, it seems like Norwich gave it a bloody good go in the second half. We're unlucky not to come away with a point, really, before Leicester got yeah. a, a late kind of nail in the coffin. So, yeah, yeah I, I think Norwich's base form is probably a bit better than what the results suggest. But, um, yeah, yeah, I like it, Rich. Keep them coming. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, right, League One. Yeah, League One gets kicked off. You've got to start with Lincoln, haven't we? 1.66 mm. at home to Cheltenham. And yeah, Cheltenham changed managers. Same old results still uh, so far anyway. Um, it's just mad. I've never known a team to be nine games into the season and have not scored a single goal. Like... I get Alfie made it a lot for them last year, but come on, it's <laughs> nine games and they haven't scored a single goal. This is crazy. So, yeah, um, all you have to do at the moment is score a goal to beat Cheltenham. Um, can Lincoln score at home? Absolutely they can. So, yeah, 1.66 is a short price, but it's a short price for a reason, right? Yeah, I remember the... Can you remember the, the Frank de Boer sacking when Palace didn't win? Um, Yeah, for four games, they didn't score a goal. They were the first team, I think, in like, I don't know, 90, 80 summit years to to start that way. This is like that on steroids, but it's in League One, so no one's talking about it. It's bloody crazy. What's that, like a fifth of the season already? Yeah, something like that. It's bloody wild. Wild. Um, Okay, I'm going to look at Exeter. Um, As I said, they... Um, got the business done for me, at least, kind of, uh, by beating Luton in midweek in the Carabao Cup. It was a 1-0 win. Um, they are playing against Northampton, um, who lost to Chelsea in the Football League Trophy. So both in action midweek is the reason I'm bringing it up. Extra 2.1. Uh, they're in sixth. There was a time where they were top of the tree. Um, but, you know, I think it's fair to say that that was probably unsustainable to last forever. So we're seeing a little bit of regression here uh, where they've only won one of their last three games in all comps, including a Football League trophy 9-0 loss to <laughs> Reading, uh, which is hard to ignore. 
Um, they're not exactly pulling up trees at the moment, Exeter. You know, their last four games, they beat Cheltenham 1-0, which is, you know, not ageing well. Um, they lost to Reading 9-0. They lost to Oxford 3-0 away. And then they beat Luton at home 1-0. So it, it's not great grounds at the moment. Uh, but I think overall, Exeter have more than enough to be a Northampton side that have lost two or three on the road. Um, only three games on the road so far for Northampton, which is peculiar. They've played a game less than Exeter, and I'm not 100% sure why. Um, but yeah, they've, uh, you know, Sam Hoskins has, has carried the mantle for them, but they've only got three goal scorers this season. Hoskins is their top scorer with three, but then, uh, yeah, Appear and Pinnock are the only ones with goals. They, they seem a little bit goal shy if it's not for Hoskins for me. I think they're going to need a few more threats to get. Oh, I think extra guaranteed almost to score one, maybe two goals. Yeah. Can I see Northampton getting two? I don't think so. No. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to back uh, Exeter here. Yeah, I like it. Uh, good price as well, isn't it, really? But oh, didn't read it out. Yeah, yeah 2.1. Yeah, it's a good price. Um, I'm going to go for uh, Charlton who are 2.37 away at another pretty goal-shy team, really, in Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury played five times in September, scored the grand total of zero goals across those five games. Um, mm. And Charlton have really picked up since Michael Appleton came in and took charge of them. Uh, three games he's had in charge in the league. He's won two, beating Fleetwood and Wickham and drew one, which is away at Stevenage. So three very good results for him to start his tenure the new manager bounce is is strong and I like a new manager bounce so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Charlton are a good price to get the victory here uh, considering that against this really goal shy Shrewsbury team yeah yeah that was definitely a standout I think um, I'm not sure this is a standout because I'm not sure how much we can uh, trust them uh, even though they have turned it around Derby are priced at 1.57 at home to Cambridge. It's so tight. Uh, But Cambridge have lost three in a row um, on the road. Uh, Derby have picked it up overall, but they still only have one win from four home games. So we got to tread with caution here. But, you know, the, the goals are definitely flying for uh, for Derby County, you know they've they've managed to notch fourteen goals in eight games. Wycorn is already on five. James Collins four in eight. Hurahan also uh, contributing, and yeah, Derby at home has has been decent recently. To be honest with you, they beat uh, Lincoln in the Football League Trophy. Ha ha ha! That they're even in it. They drew one one with Portsmouth, and Portsmouth have definitely been. You know, a better side than Derby so far this season. Uh, they beat Fleetwood 1-0 at home. And I see this assignment similar to that, uh, where they might be able to uh, put aside a Cambridge team who gave Mark Bonner a new contract recently and are up to 10th, but could struggle here. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, no more then for me in League One. Shall we go to League Two? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, it's a little gold mine. League Two this week. <laughs> I'm really happy with what we've got for the slate. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm happy. Um, I'll get us started with uh, Stockport. They're 2.05 to win away at Accrington. Now, Accrington is not the uh, easiest place to go. They've been they've been good. 
I'll say, at home so far this season. They played five, won three, drew one, lost one. So that loss was a 3-0 against Mansfield. But um, yeah, generally they they have been good at home. But that Stockport ship, it's turning around now, isn't it? They are <laughs> really, uh, they're really going places. We said once they can start to turn things and get a victory, um, they'll start moving up that league. And they are three wins in a row. They've scored at least two goals in five consecutive games. They hammered Wrexham 5-0 last weekend. I don't know where that came from. That was for me probably, never mind the 8-0 for Newcastle. This was probably the biggest shocker for me of last weekend. It was definitely up there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, so consecutive wins away at Wimbledon, who are doing well. Away at MK Dons, who are doing well. At home to Wrexham, who are doing well. Uh, Yeah, for me. They can they can tick off Accrington here and continue their charge up the league. It's a good price, and uh, I'm going to take full advantage of it. I'm going to put my microphone near my back a second. Just can you hear this, Tom? What if you tap on it? Did you hear that? What tapping on it? Yeah, yeah. That was me patting myself on the back. Oh my god. <laughs> What? <laughs> so that's me patting myself yeah, on the back. Hang on. Believe- hang on. I just, I don't, I need a moment to, <laughs> to recompose myself after that. I thought you were fidgeting with your mic or something because you sound No, I was Bloody hell. No, no, I was not, mate. I, I am giving myself credit for backing Doncaster to turn it around. To be fair, yep. They they were they were bottom of the league. That I mean, they're only nineteenth now. Let's be honest, but you know their recent form has, has been really encouraging. They've only lost one of their last five now. Um, it all started. You know, remember when we played Football Manager? If we were in a bad run of form, we always used to say it all starts with a nil nil. Yeah, get that nil nil, stop the rot, and go from there. And that's exactly what Donny did. He got a nil nil at home to fly in. Crazy goal, Swindon, uh, which was a really good sign. They went away to Wrexham, only lost 2-1, took the lead in that game. Um, beat Forest Green away, beat Everton in the Football League trophy uh, at home. And then they beat Gillingham 2-1 at home. Now, Gillingham did have a lot of chances that game, uh, but Doncaster came out the other side. And now they're going away to Barrow. And Barrow, you know, in 13th, they've, they've been all right so far this season. Very mid-table, as you can guess. Um, only two games at home, which <laughs> this whole thing is crazy. Like, they played two games at home and six away. So it's really hard to pinpoint, you know, how good teams, certain teams are. So basically what I'm going off is the fact that Donny are on a bit of a roll now. Uh, they've got Ben Close, who just absolutely keeps ripping them from 40 yards and uh, yeah, I fancy them to to go to Barrow and get a win. They're priced at four point zero, four point mm, zero, and I think it's just because they're still nineteenth. They've been pretty bad this season, but the tide has turned, and now is the time to get with them. Because you know, if this game is in February, for example, I expect Doncaster to be, I don't know, mid table, higher than nineteenth. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. Closer to Barrow, and would, there's no way on earth you're going to get 4.0. No way. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good, good pick out. Um, well done for a kind of backing Doncaster against the odds and against me telling you the crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I, it's you know, 
sometimes you can see the tides turn and you get it right and sometimes you can you think you can see the tides turn and you get it wrong yeah well hopefully we can profit again from uh, from donny because i'll be on the wagon this weekend <laughs> make no mistake about it um uh right what else have we got for me um i i like the look of Tranmere to score a goal this weekend so they're playing they're playing away at afc wimbledon um and they're 1.5 to get on the score sheet so whether that's Tranmere to score wimbledon to keep a clean sheet no uh, one plus goals you know all, all the same market just so check your prices but yeah 1.5 generally for Tranmere to get a goal um Nigel Adkins has come into Tranmere after their really rough start. Uh, they won last weekend, first win for seven games, uh, 2-0 at home to Accrington. So really good start for, for Nigel. Um, and I'm just backing that little bit of new manager bounce to at least get them on the score sheet um, against an AFC Wimbledon side who have had both teams to score in seven consecutive games. Uh, so that's obviously no clean sheets in seven and for them to not keep a clean sheet here against this Tranmere side, who I'm hoping are going to come full of confidence and renewed enthusiasm and vigour and energy, um, they can at least get on the score sheet, I hope. Hmm. Okay, sounds good. Swindon, uh, at home to Grimsby in League 2 action. Grimsby are priced, sorry, Swindon are priced at 1.85 for the win. Uh, you know, I mentioned that they've they've been goal crazy. They've scored 24 goals in eight games. This crazy, an average of three goals a game. It's it's bloody insane. Um, and yeah, they've they've been uh, pretty scintillating so far this season. You know, results have taken a slight dip. There's been a couple of a uh, couple of draws in there. One against Donny and one against Morecambe. The Morecambe one, they'll be particularly upset about but the key is Tom apart from that nil nil they score literally a minimum of two mm -hmm. every single game like it is why I don't know how sustainable it is but it's wild and I'm all here for it and they're playing against a Grimsby team they haven't won their last four um Grimsby they've actually only won one of the last six uh, they've you know a similar assignment I think is their uh, away trip against Wrexham, which was their last away game. They lost that 3-0. I could see something similar happening here. Swindon are, uh, are actually really well-priced, I think, at 1.85, to be honest with you. Yeah, I like it. Love Swindon. Um, and I'm going to move into another team who are full of goals at the moment, and that's Crawley. One of the most entertaining and exciting teams in League Two at the moment. And I don't think anyone would have thought we'd have been saying that um, no. a few weeks ago. So, yeah, Crawley, um, their last five games across all competitions have finished 3-0 against Stockport, 4-3 victory against Charlton, 4-1 victory against Newport, 3-2 victory against Tranmere, and a 3-2 victory against Grimsby. Those last two 3-2 victories come in courtesy of 96-minute winners in both games as well. So, you know, never say die attitude for, for Crawley. Um, full of mm. goals, full of entertainment. And the price at 2.05 at home this weekend against Sutton, who are rock bottom of the league, who have won one in nine games, who've conceded 21 goals already this season, which is the highest in the league. Surely, mm. surely this is also up for Crawley to score two, three, 
maybe four, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think so. For Crawley to score three goals, it's it's yeah. four point zero. Come on, let's wow. have a bit of that. Let's have, let's have a bit. <laughs> I'm um, Tom. I am kind of you know. I really thought Salford would be good. Mm. I really bad, did it? think it, but bloody hell are they bad. Like, crazy bad. Um, and we're going to go against them, to be honest with you, here. They're against a Newport team that, I'll be honest with you, I don't have a lot of faith in <laughs> at all. Um, they've not won in their last five games. But, you know... Salford have lost five, uh, sorry, six consecutive. It's it's two teams that are showing absolutely nothing here. But I think that Newport have, they've got no pressure on them. They know that, I mean, the scrutiny at Salford is, is bigger than, you know, every single other uh, League Two team aside from maybe Wrexham, to be honest with you. Yeah. So I think it's a huge, huge, huge uh, opportunity for them to go there without any pressure. Know that if they get the first goal, it you know it could be it. To be honest with you, um, there's that much kind of uh, scrutiny and pressure around Salford at the moment. And forget the fact it's Salford. Forget Gary Neville. Forget Neil Wood. Forget all the money they've put in and Matt Smith and all that kind of stuff. They they're operating like one of the worst teams in the league. And I think we have to treat them like that, Tom, to be honest with you. Like they're, they're not doing anything to, you know, deserve anything else is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to be having a little look at Newport. They're priced at 3.1. It's definitely an outsider for sure. So if you're going to back it, treat it like an outsider. But, yeah, for me, Salford are an absolute joke at the moment. Yeah, they are. Um uh, one more for me. It's, we've got to mention the price, Notts County, um, away at Colchester. 2.0 evens for Notts County to get the victory. This is the surely the biggest price they've been by a mile all season, is it not? Probably. I feel like yeah. every week we do the pod and I'm looking at Notts County, they're like 1.5, 1.6, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. So to get them at evens away at Colchester, who are 20th, in the league, um, just the two wins from eight games. Bear in mind, Notts are top, uh, one defeat, six wins, two draws from their nine games. I, I've got to take a bit of this. I've got to. Um, Colchester are in no sort of form, really. One win in five across all competitions. They lost at Crewe uh, last weekend. Yeah. Prior to that, they got battered 5-0 at home by Tottenham under-21s. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just, this is a Notts County side that come into this game full of confidence five wins in the league in the last six games I, yeah I think this is a, a really good price for County unexpectedly good yeah I think that's fair I think that's fair they, they've been unbelievable so far this season haven't they so yeah, yeah. Um, okay ding 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 it's an alarm going off Tom oh no to remind myself to test the Wrexham theory again Okay. So, uh, they are playing a team above them in the league. That team that is above them in the league is priced at 
zero. Eight point zero. This 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 is massive. The Wrexham this... Hollywood bias is in full effect at this price, isn't it? <laughs> it's bloody huge. Now, don't get me wrong. I can almost guarantee you that Wrexham are going to finish above crew this weekend, uh, this season. I can almost guarantee it. But, again, we're not talking about season-long stuff. We're talking about this weekend, an isolated game. So, the race course, it's not been that comfortable. They've conceded 13 goals at the race course in five games. Yes, they have scored 17. I can hear people shouting uh, shouting at their cars and at their speakers, etc., and into their headphones. But, like, bloody hell, 13 they've conceded. And crew, on the road, you know, they've avoided defeat three out of four. They've been decent. They're up to sixth now. Uh, Chris Long for them up front has got five and nine. Uh, Elliot Nevitt, who's always been decent at this level, has four and eight. Baker Richardson also three and seven. Their front three are, are cooking, as the kids say. And, you know, if you're new to the pod, I've always got a theory that there is a price back in, to back anybody. If, you know, if crew were playing Real Madrid away and you gave me a good price, I'd back it. Right? It, it's that kind of theory. And at eights, we've had success here before. Let's go back to the watering hole. There is no way crew should be at 8.0. No way. This is, this is a team in Wrexham who have played nine games this season. They've conceded five goals on three separate occasions. <laughs> That's, exactly. It's, that is terrible. If that was a if this was a stat that belonged to a, a Colchester, a Harrogate, you know, someone like that in this division, we'd be absolutely hammering them for how bad yeah. they've been at times defensively um, and taking full advantage of it. Yeah, we would be. So yeah, Wrexham theory is is going to go again uh, at eight. I like it. I do like it. Um, at least Colchester to score a goal, you know, that old little cheeky market, that's 1.5 again. So, you know, even if you're a bit conservative, you can surely get 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 crew to score a goal here. 100%. Um, anyway, is that it for you? Yeah, that's it. So uh, what we'll do now is we'll transition into the trebles where we put together all of our uh, research and gut feeling and all that kind of stuff into a treble for the weekend. Uh, we'll be back in it, but we want you guys to put in your own research before you go back in it. You know, make sure that you uh, that you do your own part on that. Uh, before we do, we're going to recap last week's. And again, as I said at the top of the show, you know, we spread it out and we had it, you know, over certain time slots this time. The week before it was over certain days, it lost by one team. That was Forest. They drew 1 1 with Burnley. This time, same again. We went for the late kickoff, and it was Brentford who lost 3 1, surprisingly, to Everton uh, that cost the treble after we had two teams, Tom, win 4 3, mm-hmm. which is pretty entertaining and, you know, you know, gives you a semi heart attack as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ipswich and Knotts got the business done. Brentford did not. Yeah, very uh, very disappointing there. It's weird, isn't it, that all of the teams that we picked conceded three goals, but we were very close <laughs> to winning the treble. <laughs> Bloody hell, that's true. Yeah, you spun it the other way. Bloody hell, yeah. yeah. 
Um, not often that we can say that. But anyway, yeah. it was very disappointing, to, like you say, to fall at the final hurdle. We're going to go for all the games at three o'clock this weekend. And we're going to start the Premier League. We're going to go for West Ham to win at home to Sheffield United. Then in the Championship, we're going to go for Cardiff to win at home to Rotherham. And then in League Two, Crawley to win at home to Sutton. £10 in Zadpool stake pays £51.80, making it a 5.18 treble. Mm, lovely. Yeah, I was going to say it's an anti United treble, and then I realised that West Ham United yes. are someone we want to win. <laughs> so it doesn't really work, even though Sutton, Rotherham, and Sheffield are all Uniteds. Um, cool. Yeah. Back that if you uh, feel like you fancy it yourself. Um, please follow us on social media. T underscore FB podcast is our Twitter X handle. Uh, there's midweek Twitter tips coming up next week. There's a full slate of EFL. Uh, so we'll definitely be putting uh, our tips out. And it's only on Twitter where you will find them. So make sure you follow us ahead of midweek. Yep. Yeah. Please do. Um, we'll quickly run down the top 10 of fantasy football as well. Uh, crap game. The less we say on fantasy football, the better. But we do have a new leader for the fantasy football league. Uh, it's Hans Sundbom with 423 mm. points. Uh, the whole top 10 from 10 to 1. Daniel Thompson, Tommy Rafferty, Mitai, Callum Nags, Eddie Beard, Ross McCorkadell, Mike Civils, Mackenzie Lister, Jordan McDermott and then Hans at number one, so 423 points is the tally to beat. If you are not a member of our Football Betting Podcast Fantasy Football League, come and join it, get in touch, we'll give you the league code, and uh, yeah, you'll join in at your rightful place, which will definitely be above me and Tom. Hmm. I think uh, it's fair to say he's got uh, one hands on the trophy. I, <laughs> I think. thought you were going to say he's got the whole world in his hands. <laughs> that too, that's a good one as well. <laughs> Yes, both of them. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, that is pretty much everything. Like Tom says, if you enjoyed the show, follow us on Twitter, get in touch. And uh, if you enjoyed it, leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast. But the main thing is have a profitable one this weekend, whether it's your bets, our bets, a mix of both. And we'll be back again same time next week. <laughs>